I, I, I maybe I did play it just a little bit too much. Oh, Judas Priest! <laughs> you won't hear us playing Judas Priest, but you will be hearing an entertaining sports show with myself, Frank, and David the Man of God Harris on WSUT's After Further Review, airing Saturdays 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. and throughout the week with our replay 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. on Toledo's only alternative and your on campus radio station, 88.3 WXUT. Oh, Judas Priest! <laughs> I, 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 maybe I. know what time it is when you hear that siren it's time for frank's power play frank take it away buddy all righty you know i saw something that i missed last week that was pretty big news out of toronto the maple leafs ended up re-signing austin matthews to a five-year 58.17 million dollar contract extension Runs through 2024, and that's an annual average of $11.634 million. I believe that will make him the second highest paid player in the NHL, just behind Connor McDavid, who's making upwards of $12 million. So I think we're definitely, so the era of $10 million era season NHL players is definitely, has another one added to the mix. So right now the Leafs have two, actually have not one, but two guys who are getting paid over $11 million a year. John Tavares is on a seven-year, $77 million deal. So Leafs are pretty much getting close to cap hell. And now the question out Toronto is how much are you going to get Mitch Marner re-signed for, for as well? Because I know there was... And, of course, this is a lot of drama they've gone through because they had to deal with William Nylander and his negotiation. That was pretty contentious. But it appears that unless Mitch Marner is willing to take a hefty hometown discount, it, there could be some uh, cap issues Who's for the blue and white. But moving on from that, we now take a look at something that my deadbeat Detroit Red Wings have done. And they have demoted defenseman Dennis Chalowski to the American Hockey League. It was announced after they ended up beating the dumpster fire known as the Ottawa Senators last night. I said that, and of course, Jeff Blaschel, the coach, says it'd be more, it's, important, it's better he plays in Grand Rapids than languishes in Detroit. Well, I'm not. I can understand that, but I think there's really more to this story because he made the team out of camp. But I don't think I think he just had a flash of the pan at the beginning of the season. He was playing pretty well. He had uh, was getting he had scored double digit points through the first half, but then in his last ten games, he's only got one point in a minus eight rating. And he's been a healthy scratch, especially when the Wings played in Vancouver before the All-Star break. And they sat him down, and that was kind of a low blow, especially since he's from British Columbia. So he didn't get to play in front of family and friends. Moving on to the trade front, we've had a few of them gone, a few trades that have gone down. 
as the NHL trade deadline is going to, by my count, about 10 days away, February 25th. If the Montreal Canadiens have acquired Senator Nate Thompson from, and a 2019 fifth-round pick from the Los Angeles Kings in exchange for a 2019 fourth-round pick. Pick. And the Vancouver Canucks have acquired goaltender Merrick Mazanitz, a backup from the New York Rangers, for a 2020 seventh-round pick. So a couple of small trades here and there. The deadline is fast approaching. I have been hearing rumors that there could be a big trade between the Edmonton Oilers and Philadelphia Flyers brewing involving goaltender Cam Talbot. But so far, as of now, nothing has happened. That could change as soon as we get off the air. Some news on the NHL Department of Player Safety front, and this involves one of David the Man of God Harris's boys. As Pittsburgh Penguins forward Evgeny Malkin was suspended for one game for high-sticking Flyers forward Michael Raffle on Monday night. Right, it was late in the game. Both were engaged in a puck battle. Raffle shoved Malkin. Malkin turned around, slung a stick, and got Raffle in the head. And while Raffle was not injured as a result of the play, and Malkin said that he wasn't... It's not like I broke his face. Face, I didn't hit his face at all. I hit his helmet. That's still a big no-no. And he had to sit for a grand total of one game. And there, I thought the suspension was justified. When I first saw it happen, I thought, okay, that's got to be a serious injury. But when I watched the player's safety video, it turns out it wasn't. So that's the news on the player safety front. Taking a look at the statistical leaders, Harris has, we're getting closer to the trade deadline and the stretch run, and right now Nikita Kucherov running away with the scoring race, 92 points on the season through at least 58 games, he could very well, he could very well crack uh huh. He'll easily crack 100, maybe even 110, 120, 130. Who knows? Patrick Kane, a distant second with 85. Connor McDavid in third with 82. Followed by Johnny Gaudreau with 78. Miko Rantanen rounding out the top five with 76 points. Nathan McKinnon, 75. Braden Point, 74. Steven Samuels, Brad Marchand, and Mitchell Marner. 69 each to round out the top 10. Goal scoring race. Same, same song, different week. Alexander Ovechkin still leading the goal still scoring race. 39 on the season. But Patrick Kane starting to pick it up as of late. He's now tied with Jeff Skinner for a second with 34. Followed by... Braden Point, Leon Dreisaitl, John Tavares with 33 each, Steven Stamkos with 32, Connor McDavid, David Postkak, and Cam Atkinson, 31 to round out the top 10. And of course, Nikita Kucherov leading in the assist race with 66, running away with that, followed by Blake Wheeler, who's a distant second at 56, Miko Rantanen, Brent Burns, and Kane rounding out the top five. In the goaltending department, 
And we've got a couple Islanders at the top of that. Robin Leonard, a 2.08 goals against average. Thomas Grice, his teammate, second in place of the 2.20. Followed by Ben Bishop, Tuka Rask, and Andre Vasilevsky rounding out the top 10. And then save percentage. And of course, to be qualified for this, you got to have 20 or more games played. Grice and Leonard, 1 and 2, 9 3 0 and a 9 2 9, followed by Vasilevsky, Bishop, and Freddie Anderson. In the wins department and the shutout department, same guy, the flower, Mark Andre Fleury, 29 wins to lead the NHL, followed by Freddie Anderson and Martin Jones, who have 27, Connor Hellebuck, 26. Vasilevsky with 24. Flower also has six shutouts, followed by Vasilevsky's five. Grice is four. Carey Price and Sergei Bobrovsky, Pekarine, Ben Bishop, Robin Leonard, Matt Murray, Keith Kincaid with three apiece. As we take a look at those standings on this weekend of February 16th, the New York Islanders still in first place in the Metropolitan Division, and it's because the two goaltenders they have in Leonard and Grice leading the way there. Only gave up 136 goals this season, and but they've also got, I believe it is, 74 points, followed by the Capitals with 71 and the Blue Jackets with 67. And in the Atlantic Division, Call this one off. The Tampa Bay Lightning with a 15-point lead over the Toronto Maple Leafs. It's a 90-point total for the Lightning and 75 for the Leafs, followed by the Bruins, who've got 72. The two wild-card spots held down by the Montreal Canadiens with 69 points and David the Manigat Harris's Pittsburgh Penguins with 67 still kind of sitting around there they're not moving forward or going backwards at all oh but they do have a tough one coming up on the 16th against the calgary flames the rest of the east the carolina hurricanes three points out of a playoff spot buffalo four points out philly eight points out and then from everyone on down florida new york detroit new jersey ottawa you can pretty much say adios and via con dios to them over in that Western Conference. And then, oh boy, oh baby, as Bob Cole would say, it's a tight one. The Winnipeg Jets, 75 points, lead the Central Division, followed by the Nashville Predators of 73, and the St. Louis Blues still sitting in third place, 63 points. I mentioned last week, this was a team that was sitting in dead last in the West at one point. So, nice rebound for the Blues. And Craig Berube doing a nice job as the interim coach. Calgary Flames and San Jose Sharks tied for the lead in the Pacific Division with 75 each and the Vegas Golden Knights 66. Dallas and Minnesota holding down the two wild card spots of 63 and 59 points respectfully. And then the the Canucks are actually tied with the Wild. 59 points for the last spot. Minnesota holds a tiebreaker. Followed by the Colorado Avalanche, Chicago Blackhawks, who are two points out. Arizona, four points out. Edmonton, 
six points out. The Anaheim Ducks, also six points out, out of a playoff spot. They seemingly have struggled to put wins together, even though they did take up a win over the Canucks on Wednesday night. They have lost a ton of games. And also, side note, they did make a coaching change, and Randy Carlisle was relieved of duties. GM Bob Murray is taking over in the interim. For now, it'll be interesting to see what he does at the trade deadline. I would imagine that Anaheim is probably going to have a fire sale. And the LA Kings bring up the rear 52 points. but The Kings are in last place? I mean, they were just Stanley in the Stanley Cup a few years ago. Yeah, but the but here's the thing. They might be in last place, but it's not like they're these completely in the crapper because they're only they're only seven points out of the playoff spot. I mean, the the West is there's a reason they call it the Wild Wild West, and you've got seven points separating the last wild card team to the team in last place. So, well, the playoff race in the West is gonna is. Probably going to go right down the bitter end. And that's a look at your standings. And that'll do it for my power play on this Saturday, the 16th day of February in the year of our Lord, 2019. Ah, wow. Nice, Frank. Nice, 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 Frank. As uh, you got the power play. What, is, what, is, what else is going on? Actually, matter of fact, hold on. Did I get it up here? Ah, oh, there it is. I thought I thought I had put it up here somewhere. Let's see something real quick. Hold on. As we get into <laughs> this. That's right. That was Frank's power play for you here on 88.3WGs. After further review, uh, what's going on this weekend for you, Frank? Oh... Wrestling tur- middle school wrestling tournament I'm on the mic for. And then I got a basketball game at Erie Mason. The LCAA champion Erie Mason Eagles. So I want to give a shout-out to uh, Coach Kevin Skaggs and company. They've won their first league title in, I believe, it's uh, 15 years. Mm-hmm. So good. good for them. Yeah, and that is good. Giving their moment, but they, but we got we got to go there, we got to go there and play. It's for that's our uh, our next to last conference game before we host Hillsdale for senior night and then play Whiteford in the regular season. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the, once again, you know, Rabbit as we like to call him, he was posting it all over Facebook. Uh, their uh, their championship win and we were talking earlier that it takes a while for a program to be rebuilt basically in high school but it, you know his father used to coach at owens community college yeah yeah he, he did and, and i think that i think he's really brought a lot of those, he's brought a lot of those philosophies there he's done he's done a really nice job now this is probably this is probably the most talented team he's ever had though oh really oh he's got a thought I mean, he's got a thousand point score, and Joey Lidl, who is probably going to make a push to become the all time leading scorer in Monroe County, at least. I mean, he might, he's going to have to surpass a couple of really good names in Colin Lake and, and Jackson Lamb. So those guys, and plus he's got a, he's got a couple of big guys too. John Sweeney, six, seven can shoot and, uh, 
Jake Trainer, who's probably the most athletic person on the team. He's got the three sport athlete, plays football and baseball as well. Oh, but we're well, and plus they they and I believe they also I, I think they got to go. I can't remember if they got they host a district or if they got to go to Blissfield for their district. But their district is pretty tough. Though they got Blissfield in there, they got St. Mary's Catholic Central, uh, Summerfield's in there, who they just beat by twenty points. But Summerfield didn't have two of their starters, so got to beat. They could end up having to go to them again. Britain Deerfield is also. This is probably the best team that they've had. They've got some talent as well. And really the only team that may not be uh, much of a threat in that district is probably Whiteford. Whiteford's going through some rebuilding. But, again, we got we have to play them then the season. So it'll be in, it's getting down to that. It's down to the stretch running basketball. Yeah, if you think about it, February is almost only got a couple more weeks. I think one more week for – Boys basketball in the state of Ohio. Girls basketball, their last regular season week ended. So next week they start the tournaments, and you know what that means. Either you're cleaning out your locker for uh, uh, softball or the track, or you keep on going, right? That is true. And plus, admit, well, in Michigan, they, they're starting uh, – they start district play on February 25th. It's a week earlier this year because the Breslin Center was not going to be available at the time that we would have normally had the boys' finals. Right. So the girls, move, the so girls' to, finals is there somewhere else. Isn't it like a Kalamazoo College or something? It's, a, it's in uh, – I think it's a – it's in Grand Rapids. I think it's at Calvin College. Calvin, that's right. I thought it was either Kalamazoo or Calvin, but this is what's going to happen. That, that usually happens. That's going to start happening next week. Either you move on or you get the vacuum. Yeah, that'll be it'll be the week after next for boys, and then the following week for girls. In fact, I actually have to be on the mic for for dist- for the district round as Dundee is hosting a district. Really? So you're making that paper, Frank, huh? <laughs> yeah, well, uh, well. plus there's two girls games I got to announce as well that week, so I'm pretty much going to have six games and five nights that I'm on the mic for. <laughs> wow. Man, like I said, paper, you got me to check out. Maybe, actually, tell them, Frank, where can they check you out? You always do stuff for Dundee basketball as far as their social media and getting on the mic. You're like, well, uh, you're like the Mason of Dundee. <laughs> uh, even though I try not to be like John Mason. <laughs> right, right. But uh, you can actually follow uh, Dundee Boys Basketball on Facebook. You'll see some of the work I do there. And then we're also on Twitter at uh, at uh, Dundee Vikings. It's uh, Dundee Vikings Men's Basketball. The Twitter handle is at DHS underscore NBB. So give that a follow if you haven't already. Should be like. I'm the one who runs that Twitter page, and mm-hmm. I got update. Got update. I got updated again, and uh, let people know that we're going to be at Mason on Saturday. I did post up earlier because it's actually a makeup game. We're supposed to be there at the end of January, but unfortunately, uh, Old Man Winter had other ideas. <laughs> right? Yeah, the Old Man Winter did uh, come through with that. Well, Frank, once again, man, thanks for calling in and uh, giving us all the great stuff for the uh, NHL and hockey play uh, power play. When will you be back in the studio? It's not this week, obviously, because we're taping. Next week, yeah. I think you're busy too again. Yeah, that, next weekend I'm going to be off to Kalamazoo for uh, wrestling finals. As Dundee is again, want to shout out their wrestling program. They ended up winning their 17th consecutive regional. Mm-hmm. They have 
advance to the state quarterfinals, which will be uh, on the 22nd, and then the semifinals and finals will be on the 23rd. I'll be in Kalamazoo for all that stuff. Nice. So then, so basically, we'll be back the day after my birthday, huh? Uh, yeah, I'll be back. Be back after that. That'll actually be the day after uh, the uh, district final game that I have to be on the mic for. Yeah, as usual, he's out there hustling as as uh, as you should be out there. Well, Frank, man, have a good weekend and uh, don't lose your All voice. Right. All righty, thank you, Derek. Yeah, that was Frank Vashner here on 88.3 WGT's After Further Review. Make sure you check us out on our SoundCloud page, WHUT's After Further Review, or on iTunes, just After Further Review with a picture of Frank Vashner and the horse's head and Ida Blue Streak's hat in the background as he's working for Dundee. He graduated from Ida. Ida and Dundee are rivals. Now he's working for the enemy, as we call him, Arnold Benedict Frank Vashner. Arnold Benedict Frank Vashner is his full name. Anyway, Take a quick commercial break. You listen to 88.3 WCTs after the review. More after this.